Welcome everyone, I'm Anu. I'm Sumit. And, and we, we are, are the Cyber, Cyber siblings. siblings. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Data Breaches. In today's uh, episode, we will be talking about the public sector industry. So, so public sector. Well, I think when you talk public sector, it can mean different things for different people. So uh, I kind of say, think about it from a national federal level, mm-hmm. whatever country you're in, um, think about the defense, national security, army, navy. So there's that national federal level. Yep. And then some countries also have a state level in terms of um, the public sector. And then you could classify this part of it, but I sort of like to think about this with a third lens around government service providers, so department agencies and things. And yes, they might sit part of state, but I think there are a number of them that just, it's nice to classify them differently and recognize the challenges for them separately. Okay. But that is in itself, in itself, kind of call it the government of your country or public sector. Yep. That is what we're talking about today. Okay, so in essence, it's um, it's more constitutionally based, but at the end of the day, it's anything that falls within those functions, then, okay, got it. And so, uh, as we always try and decipher, uh, target. So why is it that the public sector is so much of a target and what's what's happening? Yeah, and, and I was, maybe I should have come up with a, like a rating system because each one I'm saying it's high or it's very high, but this one's always on high alert. Like public sector, it's your national country. And currently, obviously, because of the geopolitical risks that are being seen around the world, it's even higher than normal. Yeah. And we're talking about here for a number of reasons. One, because it's a, it's countries, like it's all citizens. You're basically looking at a cyber crime, cyber in an ability to basically take down a country without firing any missiles or any physical attack. This is now cyber warfare. That's part of the risk that we're seeing. You could have a nation with people be basically sitting in front of a computer somewhere else and attacking a full nation. So we're talking about um, critical infrastructure, water, um, transportation, telecommunications, Everything about a country could be attacked remotely through cyber warfare. And each country has got very sensitive data. It's got its citizens, health information. It's got um, national intelligence. uh, It's got strategies, defense, deployment. You're just talking about... um, so much valuable information that uh, if we talked in the physical sense, lock and key needs to be secured in the most um, secure little locker or storage. But because everything is digital, again, same kind of concept really Mm. needs to be secured safely. Okay. So if we um, kind of expand on those, it could be anything from well, like you mentioned, critical infrastructure. So if there's any projects that like, I guess, uh, governments undertaking, um, what about things that, well, I guess this could even be used by other nations as well in terms of if you know um, what kind of things you're negotiating with another country. If you have that sensitive data beforehand, you can use that as a, I guess, tactic for negotiation. Uh, the people, its citizens, they would then be vulnerable to phishing in that sense as well. So, okay, so there's a lot of things that stem out of 
just uh, the data breaches around your government. Well, think sector. about two organizations. If they were doing a merger and acquisition yeah. and one had access to the other organization's full financial details, all their secret strategies yeah. before the negotiation for the uh, merger and acquisition, that's an unfair advantage and yeah. that is their secrets. Yeah. Well, in that case, you would have a bigger say in the merger or you would pretty much say, no, we don't need to merge anymore because we have the trade secrets. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and okay, so we can see, okay, the why and like the effects of um, what's, what stems from the data breaches. Um, what about, I guess, the themes or high level issues you could say or uh, what's actually happened in this industry? when it comes to data breaches in the past. Yeah, and look, so I've been looking at data and sort of uh, looking at various reports that have been analysing what's happening in the public sector. And it's been really interesting. One key theme that's been coming out is around human error. Okay, right. so it's about not deliberate, but it could also be deliberate. It could be insider threats, mm. but it, it's around people genuinely making a mistake or accidentally clicking on a link and that link is linking them to malicious um, viruses and they download things, that human error by one person has actually impacted various public sectors around the world and led to a lot of data breaches, which for me, again, we shouldn't be surprised. We're all humans, mistakes happen. It's about, well, wow, it's actually realizing that that's, that's yeah. a real risk for us. That's a very good point that you mentioned because it reminds me of um, a lot of things when we see in cyber protection, cyber resilience, uh, when it comes to any disruption or um, something that invokes a BCP or disaster recovery. I think um, it was a couple of years back there, I think Strategic Corp did like a um, survey or they looked at all the past incidents. And I think around three quarters were in relation to hardware and um, human error. And that was counterintuitive to a lot of people at that time. They were thinking, well, it would probably be some sort of malicious software or some malware implanted or it'd be like a denial of service. But no, it was actually three quarters was actually happening because of um, uh, these other failures. So intuitive to some, but I think um, still surprising to a lot of other. Yeah, absolutely. And then you kind of link that forward and go, well, every public sector, there's a government agency or mm. government website, if you like. Yeah. The websites are also been one of the key reasons for a lot of data breaches. So right, think okay. about every country, how many government different websites and services you want to apply for a visa, you're looking for just information to run right. a country. There are multiple websites, they interlink with each other at a national state and department level. So it's not just like the country's main website. This is Everything. all the ancillary services they provide. So um, foreign affairs, trade, everything. Everything. Okay. And so those government websites have actually been part of a real cause for um, data breaches. Mm -hmm. And then um, again, any country, government and the public sector relies and uses service providers to help them deliver the national service but are they getting a secure solution from those service provider mm. not getting secure solutions has been a big issue and concern for how data breaches have occurred mm -hmm. 
again, my house uh, analogy from uh, episode three, which we talked about where you wouldn't just take a house from a service provider. You want the locks and keys. Um, And then finally, again, you've got those service providers, but you've got a supply chain. You've got people that are helping you. Mm -hmm. So any one of those providers with a weak link is exposing the government. And so when we talk public sector, we need to talk private sector as well. Right, right. No, look, that makes sense. And I think it's also anything that they are providing those ancillary services for, then there is a bit of a knock-on effect from what I'm hearing you say. I like that word, um, knock-on. Yeah, yeah, knock-on. Knock-on effect. And, and I think that, um, that that goes in line with the third-party service providers. Your that, that is your third-party ecosystem. So if... If we take those four themes that you just mentioned, and I like the way you emphasize the whole human error and the website as well, because sometimes even the websites is probably the one that's most missed by a lot of people. Like, I guess, well, what what lessons would, um, or should one actually be taking away from these thematics, if we can say, and what's actually happened over the past few years for a lot of governments? Um, what are some high level, um, valuable lessons that, um, we can share. Yeah, absolutely. So if we go with the kind of lessons that any other industry could learn Mm -hmm. from these data breaches, I think number one really goes down to that human error we spoke about. So the question to ask and the lesson to learn, what kind of cyber awareness program have you got in your organization? Are you just uh, making sure your people are aware, Mm -hmm. but are you actually giving them the knowledge and skill to protect your organization and i think that's one big lesson everyone can take away ask your organization what's our cyber awareness program like do Mm -hmm. we actually uh, teach our people how to deal with it Um, i've seen a number of companies they do some really cool gamification um, they do different ways so that things stick and it's not just a video click 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 through Um, because remember 90 percent of data breaches are occurring because of human error right i see so Okay, so we've got that whole training, the mindset, you'd say, or any awareness that's happening. And the second lesson I would say that, again, anyone can take, what kind of cyber governance have you got so that you are monitoring and managing your third-party providers, but also any service provider that's uh, building a solution for you so that it's a secure... Mm -hmm. So you need that cyber governance where someone's asking the hard questions and making sure that when you take delivery of the house, it is secure with its locks and keys. And finally, one of my favorites that come up all the time is vulnerabilities. Again, that website that keeps getting hacked and there are so many multiple of them. Lesson to be learned is how is your organization managing and monitoring and reporting on the vulnerabilities. How many are open? How many are closed? Which priority are you closing them in? I'd like to see the executive table actually have visibility of that because that is a major reason for um, uh, ability for criminals to get in and um, data breaches it's are okay. It's a point. It's a it's door. A, it's a door. Yeah. It's a door. Yeah. Well, hopefully not a back door in terms of... Um, but... So let me just clarify on that one. When we say vulnerabilities there, and I know we talked about the government website or any 
form of this is not just simply web application hijacking or um, you know some sort of SQL injection into certain databases that you know that might be linked to front end. This could be any technological solution, any software that's being used, any app or application that's being used. Any of the vulnerabilities that are inherent in those that are not being patched. Correct. Yep. That's what you're referring to, right? So it's not just just a web web application, just one example. Yes, because that's the front face we see. But again, we've then got uh, linkage to portals. Portals, gotcha. gotcha, Yeah, think about tax returns, Medibank, or sorry, Medi Medicare. In terms of in Australia, but every country will have portals and things that link together. Yeah. And there'll be like, yeah, the um, government health, or there could be, or well, I know we cover that in the health and medical, um, I guess, uh, industry, but anything of any of those ancillary services, I think we're coming back to. So let me deviate on this one, but there's one that I'm really interested in getting your um, uh, input or your opinion on. Let's look to the future. So uh, when it comes to this public sector, um, a lot of people are like, okay, well, we know all these other industries, they've had these breaches, we're aware of this, what's next? Where are we going to potentially be hit? And this could be anywhere, like even the EU market and the Americas and African markets. I know all of them will have varying levels of cyber maturity. Where where are we heading in terms of data breaches? What's what's the next big risk, if you could say? Yeah, look, and there are multiple different ones. But when I think about public sector, the one that really worries me and keeps me up is for every country. Yes, we know the geopolitical risks. We we see the different um, technology going through. But I think for me, it's around the fact that there is sensitive data. Um, through initiatives and programs that every country is rolling out. So that secret data or the intelligence, we're just, we've just got more and more sensitive data related to strategies and approaches and programs and initiatives. I'm worried about those. That, okay. that they're the things that are in development. They're things that countries are using to for their nation that is the kind of thing that criminals okay. would want. So sandboxing, testing purposes, you're collecting other data, probably not putting as much focus of that, protecting that because it's not live or in production, but at the end of the day, still very valuable, still, still valuable and still very open to leakage, I would say. And and when it's interesting when you say new sensitive data, then it's anything joined to current PII would still be an extra an expanded version of your PII, pretty much. It's just giving you even more intel on uh, individual preferences or characteristics that can be used for phishing. Yeah, well, think about it uh, this way. Look at any country around the world. There are different journeys, but they're going to be creating new sensitive data. There is like digital ID cards. There's biometrics Um, that we spoke about in the healthcare industry. Digital currencies, sorry, I know it's probably in the financial services sector, but... But again, we are as a nation creating new sensitive data that is very valuable. Yeah, okay. So uh, food for thought, I guess. Absolutely. Um, And of course, as we always do on a final note, movies related to uh, or series or any any other form of entertainment that our listeners can tap into 
public sector related, anything that comes to mind. For me, it's got to be the um, Will Smith, Enemy of the State movie that just really, oh, yeah. that's, that's a good one. Like it just gives you the chills at, at points. And I think just, again, showing the, when things go wrong or someone innocent has been caught up in, how do you actually navigate through that whole system? Yeah. Um, but it shows a lot of security risks. So I'll say to our listeners, have a look at that movie again if you've seen it or if you haven't seen it, watch it and go, can you pick out all those security risks in there? Yeah, no, that's I'm starting to get a few ideas on one. I think probably from my side, look, I'll, given that you've taken one from Hollywood, I'll take one from Bollywood in this case, um, Special Chubbies or Special 26, oh, where yeah. they all create that fake um, CBI and uh, do all those fake tax raids. Um, I think that's... Uh, that's really showing yeah, pretty much uh, impersonations yeah impersonating the public sector or a couple of their um, services that they provide so love it love it absolutely well that's a wrap for today until we talk again stay safe and secure